We are talking travel on to a new RFM, Sally Lucas and I, and we're heading offshore today and we're going to a rather nice country that actually has some similarities with our own in some ways, Sally. It certainly does, Jane, and I think we have an affinity with Canadians, which is what we're talking about. Canada, of course, we have very similar lifestyles and love the outdoors, etc. So I think we've always had that wonderful friendship between us. And also it's the second largest country in the world. And of course, it's got no shortage of beautiful landscapes and interesting sites for travellers from coast to coast. Um, so you're starting off, of course, we fly into Vancouver and it's it's a nice city in its own right. And I love Stanley Park there. It's one of those beautiful parks, of course, in, in Vancouver, or the most beautiful, which is sort of surrounded by the ocean and it's home to all sorts of different trees and just just beautiful it's got extensive walking jogging biking paths everything there and forgetting Vancouver just across the way of course Vancouver Island which is less than a two-hour ferry ride and it is like England I guess is how you can I describe it it's very English and the old Empress Hotel which is beautiful and you can have high tea there but I think what it's also very famous for is the Butchart Gardens and of course they were started in 1904 by Jenny Butchart who was the wife of a wealthy quarry owner and she started out this garden in an abandoned limestone quarry which it once was but now of course you've got just 20 hectares of some of the most beautiful gardens that you'll ever see and wonderful in winter as well all year round you know there's different displays for different seasons so it's fabulous but heading away from there of course you can go by train car whatever way you want to do it is to head across the Rockies and of course we all love the Rockies Australia has again I think a love affair with the Rocky Mountains. I suppose that's one of the differences between our two countries the the pointy mountains and the snow. Yes having the snow of course and so many uh, people go to Whistler from Australia which is lots of other ski resorts as well Sun Peaks and so on so yes you've got the ski resorts but then you're traveling through that wonderful Rocky Mountains area of course you can go on the Icefield Parkway, which is one of the considered one of the most beautiful drives you can do, the Athabasca Glacier, you know, you've got all that. And then you've got, of course, the wonderful towns, the lakes, like Lake Louise, the Moraine Lake, Banff, etc. So, you know, it's it, in Calgary, of course, which is famous for its stampede as well every year, which is a lot of people love to go and see. And there's so much you can do in around that Rockies area, summer or winter, again, as, as we're saying. And then, of course, you can keep going if you so desire. And not just doing the Rockies, if you want to go right across the other side, you've got some beautiful uh, towns or cities, I should call them, like Vieux Quebec or Old Quebec, the old part of Quebec, which is still French speaking of Quebec, of course. So that's a fascinating part of Canada to visit and very different from from the West, of course. Um, And Toronto, of course, which is famous for that massive CN Tower that you can go up and have a look from from the top, which is fantastic. And then you can duck down to the beautiful Niagara Falls. Falls, of course, which is one of those wonders of the world, I guess, as you could call it. Look at it from the Canadian side. Exactly. And instead of from the American side, because a lot of people do, they go into Buffalo and uh, from New York and, and go into it from, from that side. But the Canadian side is, is is beautiful. And there's a lot you can do in and around there as well. Um, yeah, so look, Canada has so much to offer, Jane. And as I said, whether you, you need to allow a lot of time. We've just said it's the second largest country in the world. So if you are going to go from west to east... Um, Maybe if you haven't got time, don't sort of drive or rail all the way across, but you could go, say, as far as Calgary and then maybe fly across 
to Toronto and pick up again there just to save those few extra days of long travel time. Of course, you're basically just going through fairly flat countryside then. You're out of the mountains and, you know, it's not as interesting, if you like, as the, the both the coastal areas and in a bit further where their mountainous ranges are. So so it would take a while to drive all the way across, wouldn't yes, it? Yes, it would. It'd be much like us, you know, going like from going to Perth. Yeah, mm, so a similar mm. sort of situation. Mm. You could rail it, of course, if you wanted to, but so long as you've got the time. As I said, time is of the essence, really. So sometimes just an internal flight might just save you that bit of time and give you more time to spend where you, where you want to spend it. Travel is the topic on 2NURFM. Sally Lucas, we started in the west of Canada. We've headed east. And Only briefly, we're it, going to enjoy some more time in the east. We certainly are. And I think a lot of people often don't realise what the capital of Canada is. Yeah, they what fit, is it? Some people say Vancouver because, you know, we all go into Vancouver and we know it's a big city or Toronto, but it's Ottawa. So Ottawa is another nice place to visit as well. And they have a wonderful parliament called Parliament Hill there, which is above the Ottawa River. And it's got these neo-Gothic style parliament buildings built in the last half of the 19th century. So it's, this is quite an old part of Canada, you know, Quebec and um, Ottawa and Montreal for, for that matter as well. So they're all in interesting places for you to visit as, as well. And um, they have also in summer a changing of the guard takes place on the front of the lawns of ha- Houses of Parliament, just below Parliament Hill. So that's something to consider. Also, as I said, we've got Montreal, which again is a lovely city, very French again. Um, and you've got um, Newfoundland. I think we forget about those eastern, the islands, you know, that are off there, which are, it was famous during the war. I remember when we went to the Somme battlefields, how uh, nearly all the men in Newfoundland left to fight in the war and were unfortunately mowed down on, on one, of their, one of their first days. It was a very sombering effect and that's why they sent the pine trees. There's this wonderful pine trees where this battle was fought in the Somme and the women of Newfoundland wanted to have their sons and, and husbands, uncles, whatever, represented, but not by um, a, a gravesite. They wanted just to leave the bodies to be left in the ground and they organised for a French priest and they got permission to have trees from Newfoundland sent across and all you know, planted in this area. So they had very strong women back in the day because they had to deal with the fact they'd lost most of their male community. But like Newfoundland, that's sort of another story, of course, but Newfoundland itself is a, is a lovely place and you've got the wonderful St John's Harbour and it was there in 1901 that the first wireless transatlantic signal was received. Uh-huh. So it's quite famous. And it also played a strategic role in the Seven Year War with, with France and their the fortifications that were built there were built around 1812. So it's got a lot of history in, in Newfoundland, a very interesting history. And you've also got there in Newfoundland the Grow More National Park. It's one of the more remote of Canada's na- national parks, which is quite interesting and definitely worth the effort to see. It's got lots of fjords, mountains, etc. And it's a UNESCO World Heritage Site with very deep cliff walls, waterfalls, interesting rock form- um, formations, of course, carved by the wonderful glacial-fed waters. So it's it's a gorgeous part of Canada if you've never been across to that eastern seaboard. And even going north, we could go up to Churchill, of course, and see polar bears, which would be another interesting thing to do. And, of course, don't forget, once you go north in Canada, you can also see the lights. 
the aurora borealis. So that's something you could consider as well in the winter months if you'd like to do that. Um, and there's another area called the Bay of Fundy, which is really interesting. It's in eastern Canada between New Brunswick and Nova Scotia, and it's known for its amazing tides. And the variation between high and low is the largest in the world. And I didn't realise this until I started researching a bit more of information on the eastern part of Canada. And it gets up to a maximum of 19 metres. That is massive. It sounds huge. Isn't it? Did they use it for energy production, do you think? I don't know, Jane. I didn't get that far, but I just thought, wow, I didn't even know that this existed. But apparently it's it's a lot of uh, lovely places you can visit along this Bay of Fundy uh, with cliffs and rock formations again there as well and also a national park and a parkway and there's walks and hikes you can do around there also. So, you know, a lot of eastern Canada we don't get to see. We tend to all as Aussies. Head to, head to Western Canada. Of course, it's closer, obviously, you know, and I guess the same with the USA. We head to California more um, and those sort of resorts on that, on that side, on that Western side. But and, look, and, of course, with the uh, just as you do in the north of the uh, eastern side of the yes. United States, you get those wonderful autumn colours and oh, the wonderful spring colours yes. too. So that must happen in Canada oh, as well. It does. It, it's, yeah, beautiful times of the year to go, actually, as you say, Jane. They're, they're my two favourites anyway is spring, uh, spring and um, autumn. I think, you know, summer, well, we know what summer's been like here <laughs> this summer, humid humid and humid but um yeah spring uh, same with europe you know anywhere in that northern hemisphere i love either going in the spring or the autumn you're either getting the beautiful flowers or the lovely autumn colors and it's not as busy as the summer months as well so So it's always a good time to consider going anyway canada is a great place to go and visit we do need to take our jumpers maybe our beanies and our gloves to nurfm we are talking travel sally lucas uh, Canada is on our minds at the moment. It is, Jane, and I just thought I'd mention one option of travelling to Canada if you would like you know, to do a combination of touring and cruising, which is a nice way to go. Um, we haven't talked about the Alaskan Inside Passage, but of course we all love that cruise out of Vancouver or Seattle that, that goes up the Inside Passage towards Alaska. So that is something that is in this itinerary that if you'd love to do it, you're getting 17 glorious days in in Canada. Um, you get a couple of nights in Vancouver at, at the beginning and you go into the Thompson Valley as well, which is a lovely day trip you can do. And after there, you go with Via Rail and you can go all the way then, that wonderful, as we talked about, Canadian Rockies going up through Jasper and then you continue on to, to Mount Robson, which is the highest peak in the Canadian Rockies. You have two nights in Jasper um, and then you have you can have a day at leisure or you can do optional trips there, um, even uh, a rafting adventure on the Athabasca River or whatever you like. Um, then you leave Jasper, of course, and go along that wonderful Icefields Parkway, which is considered the world's most scenic highway. And you stop at the Columbian Icefield for a, a really exhilarating ice explorer ride onto the Athabasca Glacier. And you all have stops also at Moraine Lake and Lake Louise before hopping off to Banff for two nights. And Banff is a, a gorgeous town in, its, in itself. It really is lovely. Um, from there, again, you can just have a day at leisure to do what you wish, or you can join a heli flight seeing tour, which would be which again gives you wonderful views of the area from above. It always is, I think, a fantastic thing to do. Um, or you can just go and watch local 
wildlife on a Bow River float trip and just see what you might see. You Ooh, know, a bear, a, a bear or salmon. three, yes, and <laughs> salmon jumping, or if it's the right time of the year. Um, then after Banff, you descend from the Rockies going down the. It's a beautiful park called the Yoho National Park, and you end up at um, Sun Peaks, which is again, as we've mentioned, is a ski resort in the winter as well. And then you go through some incredible uh, landscapes of the Caribou region before you go on to Whistler, and then back down through the Sea to Sky Highway to Vancouver with a night there and then you embark on a seven night cruise on the Holland America's Volendam which is a lovely cruise doing Juno Skagway, Ketchikan and all the lovely little sightseeing spots in between before you return to Vancouver and so that's a 17 day itinerary all up. Now this is operating from May to September next year and at the moment you can get early bird savings on that as well and they're also guaranteeing you an ocean view stateroom on that as well on the actual cruise portion of it. So you get all your meals on the cruise and then you're also getting all your breakfasts and some lunches and dinners as well on the actual touring part of it so it's quite an inclusive holiday and yeah it's good value for money and, and Canada is a really you know re- reasonably neutral country I would say that and it's one I think we always feel safe traveling to so that's just one option of how you might like to travel to Canada. Yes uh, well wonderful visiting Canada today thank you Sally Lucas. Thanks Jane. We will talk travel again next week after the one o'clock news on tour and URFM.